Welcome back to another Macam in the Middle podcast. If you are listening to this, this is because Sunderland have completed the loan signing of Ellis Sims, of course, 21-year-old striker from Everton. And hopefully, he is not the only Everton striker to join us in this window. Of course, Nathan Broadhead has been heavily linked um, pretty much since the end of the season. Um, a deal is supposedly close to being agreed. However, nothing is done yet. However, Ellis Sims is here. Um, probably too late to play on Sunday, or at least start on Sunday. But of course, there are plenty of Sunderland fans that probably don't know too much about them, myself included in that. So I thought, why not get someone to talk about them who has watched plenty of him? Which is, of course, Dan, who is a Blackpool fan and, of course, part of the Up the Mighty Pool pod from Blackpool. How are you getting on, mate? You all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. No worries, appreciate it. Um, like I say, Ellis Sims has joined Sunderland in the Championship on loan. Um, it was a sign that was definitely needed since Ross Stewart is, well, was our only striker at the club. We've been playing the likes of Jack Diamond and Jack Clark up front as well. But it's an important signing and one that we're definitely glad to get through. He was linked with Blackpool, I think, um, very briefly. Obviously, spent a previous season on loan there. Are you a little bit disappointed not to see him back at Blackpool? Um, massively so. Um, yeah, I was really upset, actually. Uh, he's he's been he was fantastic for us, especially during the uh, game against Oxford in the lead up to our promotion. Yeah, um, really unfortunate that he got injured actually, and that he couldn't um, play that game, and that we couldn't re-sign him later on because he's had quite a long term injury. I think it was. Um, yeah, so massively disappointed, especially because you've got Ballard as well. So it's like you've got a few of the old yeah old boys there now on loan. Embleton as well. Embleton, yeah. Uh, to be fair, he was always yours, though, wasn't he? But all three of those absolutely quality, quality players. Um, so, yeah, massively disappointed not to get Sims. Yeah. How did he get on when he was on loan at Blackpool? Obviously, he spent the last season, um, or at least last part of the season, on loan at Hearts, where I know there's a few people have been watching the Scottish football. I know my dad personally watches it as well, um, and he was a fan of them. Quite a few people have said he was, you know, very good in Scotland. There's obviously that goal um, that was getting shared around. I think it was against Hibs, which was a very good strike. But looking at his time at Blackpool as a whole, how did he get on? Obviously, he was even younger at the time. He's still only 21 now. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, um, because essentially when he first came, he was a bit weak. He wasn't always the, the best at holding up balls, and he got knocked about a bit, um, for mm. at least for the first month, I think it was, and we were a bit unsure about why we signed him. And then he, he obviously, Critchley must have had a word of him. He's, he's, like, he's known for bringing through young players, and it just changed. It was like a click and he changed completely. And his hold-up play became a lot better. The ball seemed to stick. And then something that stood out for me, which is something we're struggling at the moment in terms of Blackpool, um, is his finishing ability. Yeah. Like you mentioned the Hearts goal there and, and playing in the final for um, a Scottish Cup final for them as well. But afterwards, in every Blackpool game, he just seemed to score goals for fun. I mentioned the Oxford game then, but the, some of the finishes and the angles that he managed to get goals from was were incredible, really. So, if like, what you've got there in Sims is an, just an out and out finisher, like he if he hits it, it's very rare that it's not on target or it's it's going in. So yeah. he, that's that was the standout for me. Uh, yeah. with Sims. I know I was reading one comment. I think it was from a Blackpool fan that said, "When he's good, he's unstoppable," but. If he's not on form, the ball will just bounce off him. And, you know, is that a fair representation? 
I can see why they've made that uh, comment. It's probably because of how raw he was when he first came to us. Um, I mean, he was pretty consistent until he got his injury. So it, I, just, I suppose it depends on form. Like if he does have that in him where he can play poorly uh, and things don't go well. But I think that was part of the learning curve in his development. So I'm yeah. pretty sure that um, he'll be much, uh, much more better with things like control and stuff. And another thing I've not previously mentioned actually is like he can play by himself. So I know Appleton, yeah. our manager currently wanted to play with a lone striker up front. So he seemed to fit the bill, but unfortunately not got him. Yeah. And obviously he is a big lad, but people say he's also got a bit of pace about him, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a turning pace, definitely. Um, stronger now as well, so turning pace and finishing. Honestly, he's the whole package. It kind of shocks me that he's not getting as much of a chance at Everton. Um, maybe that's why he's been loaned out to a championship club now and see, see how, he gets, how he gets on there. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've talked about, you know, like I say, he's a big lad. He's hold up players. His work rate is one thing that I've seen mentioned a few times. What would you say are the best parts of his game and what would you say the worst? I say worse is probably a strong word, but what are the parts of the game that he definitely needs to improve on? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, best is 100% is finishing. Not saying anything like it, to be honest. It's incredible. Um, oh, maybe the, uh, the, some of the runs he makes, I'd probably say. Mm. A lot of movement off the ball uh, does need a bit of work. Um, sometimes it can be it can be hard, hard to find him up from, and I guess that's why People might have mentioned like he goes, he can go missing in games. So yeah, probably his movement off the ball needs to probably improve it better. Yeah, he does like to play the channels. I've seen a lot of him moving into the channels, getting into the ball there. But it can be become a little bit predictable. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, very similar to Ross Stewart, I think. I'm sure. Did Ross Stewart ever play against Blackpool? Uh, He must have. Yeah, he must have. Not one I'm very familiar with, to be honest. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's also a striker that is. Very similar, I think, to Ellis Sims and the fact that, you know, he is big, he'll hold the ball up, he'll make them runs down the channel and his finishing is excellent. Um, obviously, he got Scottish recognition as well. Um, didn't I don't think he actually played, in start a game for Scotland when he was away, um, which was a shame and seemed a bit pointless, to be honest. But anyway, it was in League One, obviously, that Ellis Sims was at Blackpool um, and then obviously moved to the Scottish Premiership, which... There's always question marks about the standard of football there. Um, but just looking at his time in England, like I said, League One, there was a big step up to the championship. Um, you know, a big gulf in quality. Some people would agree with that. Some people wouldn't. How capable is he to make that step up? Yeah, I mean, it's challenging. Like, Jerry Yates, one of our other strikers, hit 20 goals in League One and then did struggle last year. But perhaps that wasn't because he was given uh, much of an opportunity. But with Sims... I'd, he always looked a cut above. He really did. He always looked a cut above um, League One with, like I mentioned, like finishing and and hold up play. So I don't think he'll struggle at all to uh, to make to make the jump to the Championship. I know he's played in the Scottish Premiership, and I think still think the Championships are a higher quality than that. Um, but I don't think he'll have any problems. He's got all the physical attributes. He's obviously uh, worked on his game, so I think he'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. And obviously one of the things people say about the difference between League One and Championship, and I'm sure you'll probably be more qualified to talk about this than me since it's been, what, five years since we've been here. Um, but League One is certainly a physical league um, and a not-so-pretty league when it comes to certain teams, not mentioning names. But the Championship, the technical quality of players and teams is, you know, miles ahead, or at least it always used to be. 
Does that suit Ellis Sims, or do you think you know that could potentially hinder him a little bit from developing? I think that suits him down to a T. I think, um, I think he could struggle in his first few games, but once he finds his feet, he'll be fine. Like he's sort of overcome the League One challenges, like you mentioned there, the physicality of, of the of the game. Um, but like he can strike a ball, as as we all know. So. He does seem to have the technical ability. Whether or not he'll get in the spaces and 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 find uh, find the ball and, and and come to the ball and and once he well, that's a different question. But once he's on the ball, he's absolutely he's absolutely like, almost unstoppable. I'd say. Yeah. I really do rate him. I really I can't express can't express enough why I can't understand Everton. I haven't really given him a chance. Yeah, I don't think Everton have actually brought in another striker, have they? Since this all with Charleston either. No, Obviously, if Broadhead's linked as well, that would be two strikers going out the door. Three strikers going out the door, and then no one coming in. I haven't even seen anyone linked with them yet. Yeah, yeah. It'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on that. Um, but hopefully that doesn't hinder the Broadhead deal, because I think every Sunderland fan wants to see him come. But like we say, he is still at Everton, still contracted at Everton. Again, similar to Broadhead. And he is at the age where you would be expecting to be starting games at, at any level. Um, and again, Broadhead, he's, I think he's 24, potentially to turn to 25 this year. And last season, I think, was his first full season in men's football. But could Ellis Sims still become a Premier League player, do you think, from what you've seen of him? Um, I guess that's the tough question. Uh, based on what I've seen, and, and continue with him, if he continues on the trajectory with his development, then absolutely... Um, I think that's the question that's going to be answered after this season, I suppose, isn't it? Like how he coaches championship football, because yeah. that ultimately will sit, tell us whether he can um, make the jump. But what I've seen from the development of some of our players is that they've come from League Two, League One, and sometimes they actually perform better in the championship than they do like in the lower leagues. So it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure you'll find that with a few of your players as well. Uh, especially the ones that maybe not as not as big and a bit more technically gifted that they'll, uh, that yeah. they'll really fl- uh, flourish in the championship. Yeah. So I mentioned Rush Stewart before. Um, Sunderland recently have only been playing one up front, but again, that's mainly down to the fact that we have only had one striker, so it's kind of a given that. But you know, if Sunderland were to play two up front, you've got Rush Stewart, who is a big, I, w- I want to say a target man, but he's not necessarily that type of player. But you know, he's big, he'll win the ball, he can win the knock-ons. Ellis Sims, again, we've talked about his hold-up play. He's a big lad. He has got a turn of pace about him. Is he someone that would be better partnered with someone like Broadhead, who's quick, who's nippy, who's better with the ball at his feet? Or could he play alongside someone like Stewart? Ooh, um, I can't remember him. Like, to be honest, when we had games with Gary Medine up front, obviously both big lads, both similar style play, I don't actually remember them, remember them, remember them Sorry, uh, playing the best together, if I'm quite honest. Um, I just remember that, um, Sims playing well in the games that he was a lone striker or with someone uh, like a Jerry Yates, like a, someone who's more technically gifted. So, yeah, I can't remember which one you said was more technically gifted, but probably better with that one. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see, won't we? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he would be he would cope with someone who's big up front, but it kind of, I remember it being a bit of a clash to me personally. Yeah. I don't know what Blackpool are like at this, but I know Sunderland have this, I want to say a curse, where any ex-player turns up against us and seems to score. Because Chris Maguire got a hat-trick against us last season, and I genuinely think they were the only goals he scored all season. Um, Conor Wickham scored against us. 
I could go on for days talking about play ex players that have scored against us. Do, do Blackpool have a similar similar thing with players returning? And you know, I think it's fourth of October, the first game between these two teams. Could Ellis Sims be the guy that, that scores the winner against Blackpool? Uh wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> put it that way. Um we don't have too many uh voodoos as I can remember like if you like, if I as I can remember. Um but yeah. I'm pretty sure Robson didn't score against you, so there's one uh, to, to yeah. floor your. Uh, <laughs> he was he was no good to be honest, but yeah, um, not too many that I can remember, but it would definitely wouldn't surprise me. Robson was always well liked by MK Don's fans. Was he not the midfielder that you thought he was when he signed to Blackpool? No, he wasn't. He was no, he just wasn't. He went missing a lot in games. Um, Ember was an absolute cut above him. Yeah. So when, as soon as Embo made an instant impact, uh, what a fantastic play you've got there! Um, just everything about him, sort of energy levels, ability, uh, ten, like t- technical aspect of the game, like he was, yeah, leagues above. So there'll be three ex Blackpool players turning up to play against you. So that'll be an interesting yeah. one to see. Can't wait. <laughs> I don't think Blackpool have any external players at the minute, do they? Off the top of my head, I can't think. Um, not that I'm aware of. No, I don't think so. But anyway, the last point I want to say is obviously he is somewhat of an unknown quantity to to a lot of football fans and probably a lot of Sunderland fans as well. Um, what would you say to the Sunderland fans that you know haven't heard of him, probably don't have access to the videos that people see of him? For example, that goal against Hibs, Four Hearts. What would you say to people that aren't sure of the signing? I'd say be patient. He's got to make another step up to the championship. Um, he might not come straight away. But once it does come, it'll be he's he's un, unreal. Once he's got that confidence behind him and he's playing well, he's got he's a lad. He's got his head switched on. Um, um, he was staying with his parents, I think like sort of Manchester area or outside Liverpool area, um, and going going to and from Blackpool games. So he's got his head switched on. He's not messing about, and he'll try he'll try his best. So just try and be patient with him. Get behind him, and I'm sure I'll do well for you. Yeah. Hopefully so. And like I say, I think it is probably going to be a little bit too late for him to play on Sunday. Um, although, who knows? We do have one strike. I'd imagine he does feature at some point, probably off the bench. But one last thing before I let you go, Dan, completely away from the whole Sims debate. OK. What are your predictions for this season in terms of where Blackpool are going to finish? Um, <laughs> it's been a ropey uh, transfer market for us. Um I'd be happy with promotion, but I don't think... I'm sorry, not promotion, sorry. I'd be happy with a staying uh, above... I think anyone would be happy with promotion. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I'd be happy staying above the relegation zone, to be honest. I generally think about 18th. I don't think we're going to do as well as last year, put it that way. We've lost yeah. an absolute key member in Critchley, obviously, our manager. We haven't had the best um, transfer uh, dealings, but we do have a better squad starting than last year. So I think we'll be fine, but I think you'll probably do better than us, to be honest. It'd be an interesting one to see. There's so many pundits seem to have Sunderland as an outsider for the playoffs, and I really don't know where they get this optimism from, but I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But anyway, we'll call it a day there. Um, of course, we will have more podcasts out in the future. We'll have one out on Monday to talk about Sunday's opening game at home to Coventry, which, of course, there is a preview out for now. If you haven't already listened to that, go and listen to it now. Um, but I appreciate you coming on, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, cheers. Enjoyed it. And until next time, we will see you later. That's all, folks.